Well, welcome to episode 12 of Becoming an Elite Financial Advisor with Sten Morgan, where we help financial professionals like you recognize and reach your potential faster. It's May of 2022 and the markets have been volatile. You may have clients calling you in a panic and wanting answers on what to do or asking questions about what you're going to do for them. So today, Sten and I will tell you how to prepare clients for volatile markets and what to tell them when they do express concerns. So here's my conversation with Sten Morgan. Sten, these are some crazy times in the market, which is why we're going to talk about today's topic. So how have things been with, with you and your clients? We'll start with that. Any, I, I've, I mean, we, work, we share an office, obviously. I haven't, no one's kicked down the door. Unprecedented. The world is full. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's never happened. That's, there's never a time in history where the market, yeah, I think that's, uh, clients sometimes I think feel that. It's, it's funny how short memories are, especially yeah. in good markets. You know, it's like things are riding high. Why is this going wrong? And, and so it, that's why I'm excited about today's podcast because I think this is so relevant. Um, as an advisor progresses through the stages and matures, how you look at how your response changes over time. Yeah. Um, there, there's the sales way to do it, kind of the, the how the industry says address it and move on, and then and that's how I started addressing it. And so as we kind of work through my progression to eventually someday where if you were the client, you'd say, "Yeah, that's what I'm looking for in a yeah. response." So I'm thinking of an analogy of a parent. You know, a first time parent takes the baby home. Babies like coughing, and they're like, "Take it to the doctor, take it to the emergency room." And you're just like, "That's a it's because you don't have much experience with the changes and you know the variables and and it's like, no, like babies cough, it's okay." So I'm thinking as a new advisor, we think about the stages of an advisor. A new advisor, how might a new advisor, a rookie advisor, react when they've got clients and they're, they're they've started putting money in the market, and then something you know like now is happening? versus a more veteran, a real thriving, mm-hmm. more, more confident advisor? Like what, what are the, what are the, what's the spectrum of responses that a, a rookie would have versus someone who's, who's just been around longer? Yeah. I think, I think there's even, you know, ver- versions of the response between the two extremes that mm-hmm. a rookie I think is, is, is uncertain. You're scared to lose a client. You respond with, too much of a pre-planned, canned oh, yeah. answer, um, and a lot of times it's kind of, "Hey, hold the course. Here's why you shouldn't change anything. Right. Uh, don't move your money." Typically, because probably they sold a product that the client's either stuck in, or if they change it again, the client pays another fee. So there's the only option is at all costs get them to just stay in what they're in. Yeah, and that's a tough place to be as an advisor when you have all that, you know the stuff the client can't see on the surface that, that is influencing the way you're giving them advice. Yeah. Uh, when I was at Raymond James, one of the top Raymond James offices in the country, we managed money, but it was models. We were salespeople. It was get people in the model. And then if somebody said something, say, Hey, we got to hold the course market's efficient and move on. Yeah. I didn't know much about the market. I didn't really even know why it was going down. What were the factors happening? I couldn't speak intelligently to somebody. I was hoping that my clients just didn't know enough to ask me, really difficult questions. Yeah. And at a macro level, the market is efficient. There's a lot of data around buy an S&P 500 fund and leave it forever. Sure. Well, then why aren't your clients just buying that online with Vanguard or Fidelity? Like, what is your value add? Mm. Are you truly just this person that's connecting them with a product they could get on their own and taking chips off their table? 
and that's convicting. And, and as I progressed through the market, the, the industry in my career, I was like, I don't know if I'm adding enough value to charge this person 1%. Sometimes, but sometimes not. And so I had to go on this journey of like, okay, when I have a response, is it informed? Um, and, and is the best answer always stay the course? When you make a plan, the plan can stay s- steady, right? but things do need to change as variables change. When you made that plan, you didn't know what was going to happen two years later. Right. And so I think I'm, I'm, I'm glad to unpack today for advisors, for them to even reflect. It doesn't mean your response is bad, but to sit down and say, if I was my client, would I be satisfied with the answer I'm giving? So I think there's probably at least two elements of this. And one of them is just your knowledge as an advisor. To have an answer other than stay the course, that you have to have, for the, for the sake of earning your dollars, mm-hmm. have a better answer than that. The other, I think, it, so that's the one skill that I, I think you can add to folks today. The other is the, I guess that's IQ, the EQ, the emotional intelligence of how do you talk to people about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there, that, that is equally, if not more important, when someone comes to you with a concern. How do you how do you present that information to them? So you you had said to me that a good financial plan should be resilient to the market, um, but good plans are are flexible mm-hmm. and should adjust as information changes. I, right. I you know stay the course is so simplistic that as a consumer I don't know that I would find a lot of comfort in that mm-hmm. you know at, at some point you know if the boat is filling with water you don't just hey just keep you know, <laughs> just you know keep but rowing, if we yeah. row harder it's like <laughs> yeah we're probably going to sink faster that's right you know what i mean but you know so so tell me about plan how do you have plans how do you create plans that are flexible mm-hmm. without Waking up every day and going today, I'm going to move. I'm going to, and I'm going to I'm going to chase the market. Does that make sense? Yep. I, I found, and this is kind of a line I'll use with clients, and, and I, I can tell their demeanor changes their face. I say that if if we build a plan that that doesn't work when the market goes down, we have a problem. Say that again. I love that. If our plan that's built does not work when the market goes down, we have a problem. Mm. It's of course it's going to go down. Like we shouldn't be surprised when this happens. Like, am I running around this office, you know, just screaming and throwing I have not in the seen, air? I've like, not heard panic. I had my headphones on most of the week, but I have not heard any, you know. And so as a team, there are foundational things we can remind our clients of. So advisor, if you're listening, uh, do not say, stay the course. Let's keep the plan. Like if that's your canned response, like generally speaking, that's the impression you can give them is that we have a good plan in place. Let's not panic. Right. But what are the things you're, you're reminding them of? So some principles we remind our clients of are um, – Remember when the market's high, it feels good, but you're buying everything at a premium. Yeah. That in hindsight, you make more money when the market drops. If I'm talking to a client that's probably under 60, that has some time horizon, I tell them, you know, internally at Legacy, we kind of get excited when the market drops. Yeah. Let's take off the table the world's coming to an end and just say, hey, things are at a discount. Yeah. Let's make some money. And two years from now, we're going to look back and say the money you put in, the dollar you put in at the peak of the market, you didn't make that much money on. Is, is a big challenge simply because stocks aren't, I mean, we hear these stories, and I see the movies of you know finding grandma's stock certificate from sixty years ago. You know, is the bigger challenge that if you said, "Do you want to buy a new car right now?" Someone would be like, "No, this is the worst time, mm-hmm. maybe in history, mm-hmm. of automobiles to buy a car right now." Yeah, just supply and demand, right? Mm-hmm. That that it's easy to say, "Yeah, absolutely." Is this the best time 
ever to buy gasoline? No, I wish I would have bought a lot of gasoline seven <laughs> yeah. months ago. I mean, yeah. and people get that. Yep. But it's there's so do you have to use analogies? I mean, how do you communicate to people? It's just like you don't want to buy a car right now. Yeah. It's like you don't want to you don't want to have to be putting money in it things when they cost the most. That's right. I mean, it sounds so simplistic and I is there a challenge that advisors just get this so intrinsically and so deeply mm-hmm. that they struggle to communicate that with people that don't? I think it is one of those ideas that as an advisor, you're, we're immersed in it, and so we take for granted what we know. Yeah. And we almost think we're communicating it telepathically to them. Yeah. Versus and just emotionally, I just think that these people are just like freaking out. It's like, oh, things are so good and things are so bad. And you're like, actually, unless you're a car salesman, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, you know, you, you want to be on the wrong, you want to be on the right side of that. Yeah. Right. So is, 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 is part of this too, that you just have to become, have some more reps and understand how to talk to people. Mm-hmm. Use analogies, use metaphors. Yeah, you need to have some real tangible examples, and they can. You know, I'll, I'll use kind of the the wave graph, and I say, you know, emotions yeah. cause us to buy here and sell here. That's the opposite. We'd rather take some chips off the table when things are high, and that's where we use kind of an active rebalance. And we tell clients this: we're not trying to time the market, but when your pie chart gets out of whack, we wanted to own twenty percent in growth U.S. stocks, for example. When that all of a sudden is thirty because the market's done so well. If we actively re- rebalance, maybe once a year, twice a year, if things are pretty volatile, we forced ourselves to sell the stuff that's high and buy the stuff that's low. And there's a great chart, probably every advisor has seen it, where it's a periodic table of assets. Hmm. And you look each year, what was the best and what was the worst? And the best one that was the best for one or two or three years, yeah. where does it go? All the way to the bottom. Yeah. And so you remind a client that, hey, this is this is kind of, a, this is okay. We've been here before. Let's take off the table. The market's coming to an end. Another really practical thing we do is we remind clients, and you might have told them this before, but they need to be reminded almost every time probably. We are reinvesting, if this is the case for your client, capital gains and dividends that are being paid out of those funds. So even if you do not add another dollar, because some clients say, I'm not adding to this anymore. Well, well, you are. You're buying up shares. Mm -hmm. And so we tell our clients, let's focus less on the dollar value that's changing, and let's focus more on how many shares we own. Right. Because then they can say, oh, I'm owning more shares. And if I can buy more shares when it's down, what happens when it recovers? Because right. the market has never not reached its all-time high again. Yep. And so I think for an advisor, it's what are my core teaching points? And you need to have a few of those that are constant reminders of the process and what we know to be true in the market. But to take it a step farther, we need to educate ourselves. So practical example, right now, uh, early in the year, most advisors, if you're leaning in, and you can do this from wholesalers. First Trust is great. There's a lot of wholesalers that have good content you can read up on. You don't need to go on the internet. You don't need to take classes. Like The information is there for you to be pretty dangerous with what's going on in the market. So we know interest rates are really low. Interest rates are going up fairly aggressively now. What we know about bond prices is when interest rates go up, bond prices go down. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to own really long-term bonds. So that's economics 101. As an advisor, you should be able to speak about that phenomenon. We went into our portfolios and proactively told our clients, we're going to shorten the duration of our bonds. So as interest rates go up, which is what you know most people believe is happening and will. <laughs> yes, because it no is No one's happening. arguing that. You know, <laughs> right. Your bonds are going to be hit pretty hard. And a lot of bond funds are down like 10, 11% this year. And these are people that own bonds that were making, you know, clicking away at 6, 7% a year for so long thinking, hey, this is easy to make money. Yeah. And now they're blindsided by this. Uh, we've also told uh, that we went away from really growth stocks. When the market gets volatile, people, you know, they keep going to Target and Walmart, but they probably aren't buying Louis Vuitton as much. And so these are basic principles that we reached out to our clients and said, hey, here are four things we're doing in our portfolios. We increase cash. We're shortening the duration of our bonds. We're buying consumer staples. We dropped healthcare and we added energy. 
we're not hedge fund managers, but we sat back as a team, mm-hmm. leaned on our resources, Fidelity, Vang, all these people have great information. They're happy right. to share it with you. And before our clients were panicking, we now say, we got ahead of this as best as we could without trying to time the market. Right. And they know, wow, they, that was proactive. Is, is the greater fear that, as an advisor, that it's easier to say, just hold on and sort of ride the historic weight, I mean, it, ride it. The history, you know, if, uh, you know, even though past performance isn't supposed to be right, but mm-hmm. is it easier to just? Is this why advisors some just their answer is hold because it's easier to do that than it is than to go in and rebalance because then they could sort of blame you. Meaning, if you do nothing, it's like, well, that's just the market. But if you do something, then it was you. Yeah, te- I mean, technically, but at some point you have to have some conviction behind things, I, and that's that's where I'm leaning. At some point, yeah. you have to be an advisor, an advisor, <laughs> because I believe the root word is advised. Yeah, right. And you can outsource that. I, I think as an advisor, you know, there's this this moral dilemma of I'm charging a client a fee and I'm sitting in my office putting them in a model and never looking at it again. Mm. And then when they want to meet, I come up with some reports and come up with a story to explain what's happened. All right, and well, say we'll it's solve, get solve that because I think some people are are like, oh, yeah, that's me. And I don't think the – so on the spectrum, there's the side of I'm I, I, I'm a pure salesperson. I'm putting these people in models that somebody else has managed. I don't really understand what's going on, and I'm just going to try to get as many people into the system as possible. Mm-hmm. That exists. Um, are those people worse off than they'd be on their own? Maybe not. We don't know. But as an advisor, you have to say, am I comfortable with the fee I'm charging? On the other side is advisors that think they you know crack the code, and they are going to beat the system, and they maybe did once. And it's like, you know, that's that's – I'm not spending enough time where I know enough or studied enough to be that good at that. Yeah. But we live somewhere in the middle at Legacy. We say this is important enough to charge the fee we want. We are going to sit down at least once a month as a team, look at our portfolios, talk to all of our partners, yeah. take all their perspectives and decide what proactive moves can we make for clients. And the tough thing I heard this, this was at a firm before um, where they said, hey, every time you meet with a client, suggest some type of change just so they think you're doing something. <laughs> Ugh. I remember hearing that. I was like, "What?" Like, that- well, you know, it's 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 all good until the second part. Like, like you know, have something for them to think about, suggest a change if you feel like. But that's like going into the doctor's office and then be like, training doctors say, "Listen, now every time someone <laughs> sees you, you have to mention some health problem because I mean, otherwise, how do you justify the fact that they paid you fee? That's you right. know, like, or you could just go, "You're doing well. Let's stay the course. Yep. Keep it up." You know. Yep. And we, I, we, you know, we, 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 we work with hundreds of advisors, and one of the things that those are new to planning, mm-hmm. they, they say, well, what do I tell my people throughout the year? I say, well, do you get mad at your doctor if you're going for a checkup, and they say things are really good? You know, we, we checked everything, and things are good. No, I, I appreciate that. Okay, well, some of your monthly updates with clients are going to be because you're going to update them every month on their plan. Mm-hmm. Things are doing really well. They're not going to go, oh, you That's thief. Right. No, right. no, yeah. right? So, so as an advisor. Um, you're actively learning. I think this is something that, that your office does well, that you don't have to go be the main resource of learning. Mm-hmm. You, there's other people that are doing this. There's sure. other people. So so make it really simple. Where do you go then if you don't want to just say hold? Mm-hmm. You mentioned before some resources. Um, are, are advisors just are they sort of quote unquote too busy to, to go learn those answers or that could I mean, be the case. I think then you need to look at your schedule and say, if I'm doing $10 an hour work, $15 an hour work, and I don't have time to actually do advisor based things. Yeah. Th- that's a whole different conversation, you know, that yeah. we talked about in our community. 
the, the advisor needs to remind people basic principles. There's something about emotional coaching. Vanguard did a great study called the advisor alpha. How much are we worth to a client? If we charge them a percent and a half, I think it was north of 3%. So it's like, okay, we are valuable. I'm not questioning any advisor's value. Emotionally coaching somebody to hold the course and not get volatile in their decisions is, is important. But every advisor needs to sit back and look and say, am I adding enough value to justify whatever fee I'm charging? Yeah. It is okay to tell a, a client, hey, that's not my superpower is managing your money directly. So I brought this firm in. They're really good at it. And then you have to say, what part of that fee am I giving up? And I know advisors that do that. They, they give up maybe 40% of their fee to have somebody do it. That's all they do. Great. I did that for Porsche my career until we had enough resources internally to say, hey, I think we can retain some more of that revenue and actually still continue to add value. Right. So when it comes to talking points and you tell clients, here's what's going on in the market. We're not telling them how the clock is fully made, but we're really pulling back the curtain a little bit, but also proactive communication. That's huge. Right. So let's get into some, let's get, you know, we're, we're going to have some takeaways for you here as we wrap up for, for you listening. Preventative things, right? Mm-hmm. How to stay ahead of this. And then what do you do when the market, when, because not if, but when the market has a large shift like it having, it's having now. So proactively, you said, communicate before and I'm even thinking when you have strategy meetings this is how we this is how we manage money that's right, right. so so people understand in the beginning this is how I manage money and they'll money. forget yes in three months and it's you'll just it'll, but you'll you feel can like you told them it a hundred times yeah but at least you you know begin by saying we do act you know we do we do manage we do this is what we're so again ha- have a plan in the beginning communicate that plan and then proactively meaning you know as you visit with the staff once a month or whatever it might be that you you are going to manage that, but you're going to communicate with. I mean, I you know I get the emails too. It's it's here. Here's what we did in the last quarter. Mm-hmm. So you're communicating. Here, here are the changes we're making. Yep. So we do a quarterly market update, and that's a rhythm. We get our clients. They see it. They appreciate it. They may not always read it. You don't want them to hear it from somebody else, either the news's version, yeah, which is emotional, or another advisor that gets on their radar, and all of a sudden they're like, my advisor, I haven't heard from them in a year, and this guy's giving me value. This girl's giving yeah. me value. And so we'll do quarterly market updates. And sometimes those aren't sexy or exciting. It's like the market's trending up. We're comfortable with where we are. And then there's also the times of proactive communication. Uh, PPP loans, we sent some information out to our business owner list. Um, Right now with the market, hey, interest rates are going up. We're going to do this. Here's what's going on. And those are not this, I didn't sit down for three hours and type up an encyclopedia. I gave them bullet points of here's what we're seeing. They're having the question. You know the clients that are going to call and ask you the question. You know, and, and in 2020 COVID, we had probably 99% client retention and we pick up clients when the market falls because we have the system in place to proactively communicate right. and head off those questions. Hey, the, the market on average goes down one every four years. It's okay. Hey, the good news is we can actually make money when the market drops right? because we always have money put in a place that's not volatile. Hey, here are the three positions you own that actually have gone up when the market's yeah. falling. It's, oh, okay, thank you for reminding me. Right. So it's more of reminding the client of probably what you've told them or what you just know to be true as an advisor. Yeah. And they just need that reassurance. Right. So I think there's a, some core lessons is one, assume, I mean, I feel like I'm talking about parenting because <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. Assume you're going to have to repeat yourself. Oh, yeah. You know, like when when I get frustrated, I'm like, why am I repeating myself? Because they're children. Because, okay. because they're humans, right? Yep. So assume you're going to have to repeat yourself. Don't try not to get frustrated when you have to repeat things mm-hmm. to clients because they forget, right? Yep. The other is to um, communicate your plan early. Also is to communicate when you're making changes, mm-hmm. you know, the, whether that be quarterly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last is when people do communicate with you, reach out to you, mm-hmm. because 
And it's interesting too because there's there's a really I think wonderful rhythm of of working here of being a part of this team. And then you know I I wasn't paying attention. And then I see oh the market the market adjusted considerably. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a panic in our office. The mm-hmm. phones weren't ringing off the hook. Mm-hmm. But should that happen, you know, just give some folks as we wrap up. What is the emotionally? I mean, do you still have folks? That I I haven't. I mean, do you still have people that call and are just freaked out? Oh yeah, because they're newer clients and they haven't you know been to the wave or they forgot what happened mm-hmm. X amount of years ago. Yeah, and so, there's a temperament of client too where you just know they're going to call every time oh, the market yeah. does something. I was talking with an advisor yesterday, and he's like, "Yeah, we got this big client." And, you know, uh, he he yells at me a lot. He goes, he goes, he, actually, we're going to talk to this guy later today. Um, we got a call with him, and he goes, "Yeah, he yells at me a lot, but um, but he's worth it. He's a good guy. He he just he he just yells a lot." Yeah. And it, it, my point is, don't take it personally. Just that's, right. that's how some people communicate. So yeah. knowing they want to see calm under pressure, you know, like yeah, they want to be like, point. "Wow, it doesn't seem like you're panicking." Because advisors have to keep their emotion out of the process as much as we can as well. Yeah. Um, so no, yeah, know that's coming, and if you can, you know, put yourself outside of it and, and sit there and kind of listen, listen. Here's what I hear you saying. You know, good communication skills. And at the end of the day, what I found is whenever I'm like teetering with a client, like, hey, I don't know, what do you think? Like, they're like, just tell me what to do. Yes, they want to be told what to do, and we have to be confident enough in our knowledge and what we're doing that when we make changes in our portfolios internally and legacy, I say we're not making token changes. If we adjust something by 1% and someday that makes the client a hundred bucks, like why'd we do it? Yeah. If we think that's real, we're going to make a meaningful change yeah. toward actually meaningfully helps the client. Mm-hmm. So I think for everybody listening, I challenge you kind of sit down, especially in the market we're in right now. What's my response? Am I busy and is it canned and is it, or is it thoughtful? Is it educated? Mm-hmm. Um, because you may need to say, I need to you know put an hour in my week to reach out to some wholesalers and say, sure. I need some content sure. to freshen up. Because you could read a two pager. And no Listen, more than ninety percent of the people out there. Yeah, I n- next door to my office is another advisor, part of the legacy team. And yesterday, I got to hear a conference call because I was sitting there. Right? <laughs> but but it was yeah. a twenty minute. Hey, everybody, this is what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. And it was yeah, jump on one of those. Group a- absolutely, calls. Yeah. it was. You know, I learned a lot. Right. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Yeah. But the point is, you you should have time. For, that's why you are an advisor. Yeah, right? that is the at the root of your name. Yeah. And so, be an advisor. Yep. You know, so that, that's really really practical information, Stan and. If if you found these things to be practical and you need a community of advisors to help you work through things like this, to navigate when you've got that client that yells, to to learn more about these quarterly updates that Stan talked about, uh, to, to learn about how to educate and even teach on a whiteboard, as I've seen you do many times, Stan, like, here's the wave and let me explain this to you, then we want to invite you to be part of our lead advisor network. So go to eadvisornetwork.com. Uh, and and just we would we would invite you if you don't have a really healthy group of people that that you can trust with questions like this. That's why Sten started that community, and that is why it, and how it functions is is we help each other navigate this in a really expert way. So Sten, as always, thanks for your time. Thanks, brother. Well, we hope this episode has helped give you some practical ways to talk to clients around market volatility. If this show has helped you, then do us a solid and leave a review on iTunes. It helps the artificial intelligence in iTunes to promote our show to other advisors who could also use our help. And as always, thanks for listening. We appreciate you.